every young individual has unique talents, dreams and aspirations that deserve to be nurtured and encouraged. Creating a safe and inclusive space where young people can thrive, grow and develop into confident and empowered individuals is the need of the hour. Boys and Girls Clubs of America started in 1860 with four women keeping character development as the cornerstone of the club. Hi, I'm Tej, host at Chizuba Talks, where we share stories that shine a light on the good work done by nonprofits and their incredible leaders. On today's episode, I have Lorraine Orr, the Executive Vice President and Chief Operations Officer of BGCA. She began her career as CEO of a local boys and girls club at just 25 years old. Lorraine leads field services and activities across the boys and girls club movement and oversees leadership development for clubs and BGCA national staff. Her leadership and commitment to youth have been recognized both locally and nationally. Honored to have you on the podcast, Lorraine. Thank you so much. I am honored to be here today. Lorraine, BGCA was founded in 1860. That's a very long legacy. So uh, now, more than any other time, society feels the need to build character and stable citizens. How is your organization helping do that? Yeah, so, you know, as I think about Boys and Girls Clubs, I mean, I I would say that we are a a legacy institution, right? And and the way that we are are, are doing that is through community-based organizations that are run by uh, paid youth development professionals. So uh, Mm -hmm. today we have close to 5,200 Boys and Girls Clubs uh, across the, the, the United States and on U.S. military bases around the globe. And obviously, uh, we we partner with north of 140 uh, indigenous nations uh, in serving our, our our native young people. But the, the the primary way that we accomplish that is through relationships between adult staff and young people, and 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 helping them realize, uh, you know, the the dreams that they have, and how do we help the, them manifest those. And that is done through a variety of different ways, but mostly through, um, uh, I I would say, nationally designed and curated programs that help young people thrive. Right. So there is a curriculum that has been prepared. Oh, yes, yes. We we have as a national organization, uh, north of 25 national programs that we've created. And that is everything from, from the arts to trauma-informed practice to leadership development, educational programs, sports. Uh, we just launched a, a, a national esports league, um, you know, uh, but but it, it really is designed based on the age of the young person and, 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 uh, and the outcomes that we want for those young people. And that may be as simple as helping a young per- person uh, set goals for him or herself, helping a young mm-hmm. person learn how to manage their, 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 their resources and understanding what managing money is about. Through 
through a national program that we call Money Matters. Uh, you know, our Keystone Club and our lead, uh, Torch Clubs, those are leadership development programs that help young people, you know, not only build their own individual leadership um, uh, capabilities, but also learning how to give back to their communities through volunteerism. So, Yes, we, we, we have a wide uh, array of programs that we design in-house, and then we, we actually research and curate programs to also, you know, help at the local level uh, and, you know, with local clubs. And, and I would say one of our bigger initiatives right now is life and workforce readiness. Our, our, our job, we believe, is when a young person leaves high school that they are prepared for the world, they're prepared for life, and that may be going into the world of work, into the military, mm-hmm. or a higher education. And our job is to prepare him or her for when they leave our doors that, that they can step into either, you know, either one of those spaces and be successful. That sounds like a very comprehensive program. What is the age group that you uh, take children into your fold? Yeah, so we, we serve young people ages six to eighteen. That is our, our core, uh, you know, age group. But we do have some um, boys and girls clubs that will, you know, start at eight, at zero, uh, and they have pre, uh, you know, those those early uh, youth development programs, and and those young people literally will stay with the the club from you know zero age to you know eighteen. Uh, we also have a, a you know some organizations uh, right now that are serving up to age 24, because as we wow. think about these young individuals and, and their development, once they, they leave high school, go into the world of work, you know, young people still need that, that guidance yes. and coaching. Um, so, so um, you know, but the core age is six through 18, but, you know, this is, I would say we are a, an entrepreneurial type of organization and we look for opportunities in every community to determine what a young person needs. And frankly, what are the gaps, right, that may exist in a community where a Boys and Girls Club can step in and, and, and fill those gaps? Right. So today you hear so much about mental health. You hear about children not having the kind of family support that uh, would be required for a healthy, uh, you know, character-building person. How... How do you tackle this once the person is coming into your folds? When you say uh, somebody needs help, uh, is it the parents who are uh, putting the child into your club or you are the people who are going to uh, various institutes or schools and telling them, please join our club? What is it? So, so it's both actually. Um, you know, obviously, uh, young people, parents will will bring them into our our, our 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 clubs because they know clubs in 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 their community. And and when I say community based, I mean that the the one of the I would say that the powers of a boys and girls club is that we are there in communities where kid, where young people can access us through you know walking to the club or their school bus can. Drive 
drop off or their 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 central end communities. Now that's not everywhere. Some people will 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 have to pay for transportation or get transportation there, but parents will bring them. And we 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 recruit in schools. We recruit in uh in 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 churches and wherever young people gather, we will let the community know that here's here's where we are, and and here's what we do for young people. Now, when you talk about you know uh, mental health, I mean obviously you know we know that mental health is 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 a crisis uh, you know amongst young people and, and young adults. We uh, about three years ago. I mean, we've always had focuses on on on, on mental health and, and and social and emotional skills for young people. But a few years ago, we launched uh, a a trauma informed network where we really spent some time with about uh, you know sixty percent of our organization, local boys and girls clubs, and and designed a a you know a trauma informed. Uh, program where we literally can help local clubs measure where they are across a a, a, a trauma continuum from trauma aware meaning that we recognize what trauma is and the the mm-hmm. impacts of adverse childhood experiences to you know uh, trauma informed and at the far end of the spectrum is that you know we we have staff uh, on uh, social workers on staff that are working with our our, our, our young people and their families, or we have created the partnerships, the right partnerships in the community where they're bringing in trained, uh, you know, professionals. Now, what, what I will say, we work on the social and emotional skills, and, and that there's a difference when a young people needs that, that clinical experience, right? So we are right. the broker of that and making sure that those young people are getting access to the professional support. That, that, that they may need. But for us, it's around the experience that we cr- create in clubs from everything from what the club looks like and feels like to, you know, calming rooms, calming corners, helping young people really be able to, to, uh, underst- uh, to, to deal with whatever emotional, you know, support. Um, breakdown or challenge that they may be having so that they can can learn the coping skills that they need to be able to manage. But be, I'll, I'll be clear, a, a, again, some young people, and we recognize this, there is a clinical side of this, and our jobs is to make sure that if we do not have that expertise, right, that, that certified expertise, mm-hmm. that we're connecting those young people to, to, the, yeah. to, to that support. To that support, yeah, so very important. Also, I feel having somebody to talk to, uh, just uh, offloading whatever worries or uh, you know concerns that a child has, also helps. So you must be having a lot of mentors who are probably trained in speaking to young adults. Oh, absolutely. And that's a part of our staff. I mean, nation, nationwide, we have uh, 64,000 paid staff and a little wow. north of 300,000 volunteers that, you know, work in our clubs, uh, you know, uh, uh, year round. And, 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 and yes, that's a part of the onboarding is helping youth development and professionals really understand the importance of staff connection, right? 
right? And and, and we believe that that is the most powerful part of, of our is. our club experience because a young person is not, you know, they, they may or may not remember, you know, being in a, a program, but they will always remember that connection, that positive connection with Very an adult. True. Very true, right. Doreen, do you also incorporate technology or digital aids uh, to in your programs? Yeah, a really great question, and the answer is yes. Um, we have a, a couple of, uh, well, a few, uh, you know, big, you know, technology investments for it within the organization right now. One is, you know, a member management system that we call My Club Hub, and, and clubs can use that to to manage uh, volunteers, to staff, to tracking how you know often kids are in the program. You know, kind of the membership tracking or, or the club program tracking system. The other is a platform that we call My Future, and and this is a uh, you know a technology system where we do everything from content to experiences for young people. And I mean, there's everything from an art contest where a young person is showing an art piece that they have uh, created and telling, you know, the, the, the audience what inspired them to create that piece. Like an and interface. Then- uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And, and we do uh, contests and, and uh, you know, experiences there year round. And, and the third one is a newer program, our, our product uh, called Club Programs. And it's literally where we have taken every program that we have and, 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 and we've modularized it where there are snippets, right? Where a club per, a staff person can go on and, and find something in the area of social and emotional development for five to seven minutes where a young person can engage and then there's that that conversation between a, a club staff person and a, and a young person. And it also okay. feeds information back to clubs based on what they're looking for. So if they need a 10-minute a activity that is around, you know, exercise, then they can find that there and be able to, to work with young people, uh, you know, uh, using the club programs platform. So so we, we know the importance of, uh, of technology, but we also know the importance uh, of that, you know, face-to-face interaction between young people and, and, and uh, adult staff, given that so many young people were isolated, you know, during the, the, the pandemic and, 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 and the impacts of that. So we've, we found a balance there so that we can make sure that our young people are, are, are able to thrive. Right. Let's take a break to understand what Jazuba is. Everyone at some point ponders on how this beautiful life can be made more meaningful. Maybe you're a leader trying to enhance your employee's experience at your organization. Or you already work for the community and seek volunteers with state-of-the-art skills to strengthen your nonprofit. Whatever your situation, know that you can make a difference. Chizuba began with this very vision, a vision to facilitate every skill and every passion in the world in meeting a social need. Corporate volunteering has several benefits for both businesses and organizations. In parallel, experienced and enthusiastic volunteers join NGO workers, enabling them to serve the community more effectively. 
Chizuba offers everyone looking to add purpose and meaning to their lives a chance to connect or volunteer virtually with non-profit organizations from over 100 countries around the world. Visit www.chizuba.net and explore opportunities to find meaning. Chizuba, your platform to do good. And now, back with our guest. Uh, is there any sort of uh, evaluation that happens uh, before the child or the individual leaves your uh, organization? Do you evaluate him or her? So uh, there's, there's not a, a, um, a technical uh, of evaluation, right? But, you know, most of our young people come to us when they're at our, you know, age six and they stay with us through that, 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 you know, their, their high school years. And if they come when they're teenagers, we have specific programs designed just for teens. So we are working with them on a, a regular basis. Now we do partner with our schools, assistants. Uh, Systems to 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 make sure that they're thriving academically, and if they need additional help, then they, then we provide that either through our program or through uh, uh, you know uh, volunteers that are working mm-hmm. with with our young people. But we we do have a, you know not so much an evaluation, but our National Youth Outcomes Initiative, and it is a a pre post pre and post test that our assessment that we do with young people that really um, measures their experience in in clubs. And what our data tells us is when that experience, that club experience uh, is is higher and they they are staying at the club longer in terms of the frequency that, that, that they come and the tenure that they're in the club, that they have better results. And those results are measured in how they perform academically and and socially. So when they have those experiences and and from a health perspective in terms of how are they treating their own bodies, right? So so when those three things come together, then these young people, we our our data tells us that they're going to be successful. So not so much a a a measurement if you will, but it's more looking at the data and having our overall system evaluated through third parties that let us know that if these things, certain things are in place, then the likelihood of a young person being successful is high. Higher, yes, yes. So I have two questions that stem from your answer. One is, uh, do you have anybody who comes in and then decides to drop out? I, I don't think if they're enjoying the program, I'm sure they will stick on. And uh, leading to that, uh, do you remember any one incident that uh, comes to your mind which has really, really touched your heart, thinking that you are doing the right thing? Yeah. So to to, to your, your your first question, um, you know, I, I will say the pandemic had an impact on on on, on membership, particularly teenagers. Um, and, uh, and we are right now in what we're calling our, 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 our recovery and rebuilding phase, um, uh, because, you know, like most youth serving organizations, uh, you know, a, a lot of young people just did not come back. So we have set mm-hmm. some pretty aggressive goals. I mean, for like last year, for 2021 to 2022, uh, we, we increased, uh, attendance, uh, membership 
team membership uh, anywhere between 25 and 35 percent. And so it's really working with how do we get young people back into our clubs? Because frankly, unfortunately, when many schools went virtually, particularly in some of our bigger urban markets, young people didn't show up for school either, virtual schools. So our job is to to, to figure out how we get them back. And we just launched a, a teen initiative, a national teen initiative, where as a system, we're coming together to say, how do we make sure that these young people are finding their way back to our boys and girls mm-hmm. club. Now, we're growing community by community. I mean, we hit our 5,000 club last year and we're already adding an additional almost 200 clubs in 2023 to date. So new communities are coming, but we need to regain our membership. So I, I, I'll say that. In terms of something that it has, it has really uh touched uh, my heart. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been so many. I, I've been in this work for, for over 30 years now. And, you know, and I, and I started out as a, a summer camp counselor uh, working with five and six-year-olds when I was, uh, you know, a, a, junior, a senior in college. Um, but, but I would say probably the one thing that that touches my my, my soul, my my spirit, uh, my heart every year is uh, our Youth of the Year program, and so it's a national program. And you know, usually these kids are between young people are between sixteen and eighteen years old when they get named a a either a local club Youth of the Year, state Youth of the Year, and that all rolls up into a, five regional, six regional youth of the year. Mm-hmm. And we do an event every year and we name the one national youth of the year. And that becomes our spokesperson for the year. I would say these young people are, are, are just a- incredible. The the obstacles they've overcome, the, you know, the, 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 the way that the Boys and Girls Club has impacted their lives and how they articulate that. And I will say they are they are the, the best spokespersons for, for, for what we do. And they are strong and they are powerful and they are successful. And you watch them just launch into the world ready to mm-hmm. come or whatever comes their way. And these young people are doctors and lawyers and politicians and, and, and school yeah. teachers and club professionals. And, and it just warms my heart every, every through that whole Youth of the Year season and being able to see how these young people have, have been impacted by the work that we do. And, you know, and I, I will say this, I... I, I, I say to, to my staff and local club professionals all the time, there's not many people that get to wake up every day and say that they have the opportunity so to change yes. the trajectory of a nation. Right. Absolutely. And, absolutely. And, the, and the key is, is what are you going to do with that opportunity? And we as a collection of, of youth development professionals and boys and girls clubs, I, I will tell you, we take that opportunity every day to do what's right, to make sure that young people thrive. And I believe that every young person any everywhere deserves that, 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 that after out of school experience that is going to yes. help him or her thrive. 
and they will remember it for the rest of their lives. So a question from this uh, youth development, that the person that comes out of it, you know, the, the person who is your spokesperson, do they also have a badge or something that they carry for the rest of their lives? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They they are always Youth of the Year. I was actually just somewhere a couple of uh, uh, months ago and, and bumped into, it used to be Boy of the Year when we were just boys clubs, uh, but the, and a, a Boy of the Year from the 1970s. And, and, wow. and you know, and when they when they introduced themselves, I was the Boy of the Year. I was the Boys and the Youth of the Year for whatever yeah. year. And these kids, I mean, they they they, they carry it. They, and the cool thing is they stay connected. They have their own like online uh, group and they, they stay connected with each other. They inspire each other. They they watch what each other are doing as they move through their adult lives. And it, it, I mean, it's just beautiful um, because they have that one thing in common, right? And that is their Absolutely. Boys and Girls Club experience. Absolutely. And it's more like a cascading effect, isn't it? One person will help the other and the other and the other. And so it, it just goes on to create a bigger community of these wonderful people who we need, who society needs so desperately. That, that, is, that is so very true. So very true. Yeah. Well, uh, Lorraine, it was great talking to you. Would you like to share something else? So, so no, I just like to say thank you for 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 reaching out uh, because I I love sharing this Boys and Girls Club story and what we do for for, for young that, people. Yes. Uh, and you know, if there's anything else we can can ever do, or if you'd like to connect with anybody else on our staff, any of our other experts in youth development or whatever, let us know. But but we appreciate uh, you you reaching out because every opportunity to share what we do means that there may be one parent out there, a young adult that's looking for the right place for yes. their young person to go yes. and, 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 and the Boys and Girls Club can be a part of that solution. Absolutely. We at Chizuba love sharing stories of nonprofits and we would like you also to uh, share uh, your work with everybody. Uh, well, character so building. Much. Yeah, absolutely. Character building clubs hold immense value today. Uh, they play a vital role in shaping future generations and creating a more compassionate and inclusive world. So thank you, Lorraine, for sharing the fantastic work that you and BGCA does. Uh, it just cannot be appreciated enough. Well, thank you very much and for thinking of us and was an uh, honor to, to spend this time with you today.